It's a good show. Hey, this is Bobby Hill, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andros Jones. I said good day, Sheriff. a shake We're in the studio tempting fate Wherever you are Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly Select here with the help of our friend Synchronicity And now it's time for To Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Chones. Andras Chones? Andras Jones here Go, Jones. in the studio your alter ego. with our musical guest, Myra Flynn. Hi. And she's providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations and curating this show by inviting so many cool guests. And we start things off... With the return, one of our favorites, Brian Bender. Welcome to Radio. Welcome back Woo-hoo! to Radio Eight Ball, Brian. Oh, hi. Eleven minutes from my house. Anytime, you guys. <laughs> we'll treat this like it's your first time, anyway. D it's the only D. time that matters. It's well, true. you know, Brian's the reason you're here. Yes, that's true. He is. Yeah, He's such a connector. I was talking with Brian, and we still we still need to do this. Do like a producer's version of the show. Oh yeah, that'd be so smart. Where we have a bunch yes. of his uh, people that you've produced on, on asking questions right. and. Yeah, or even using your own music. tracks that you play Doesn't and to answer yeah. to answer things and interpret exactly. it through instruments. Yeah. Well, exactly. But it didn't work out at the time, and he was like, you know, you should really find out about Myra Flynn. This She's amazing. <laughs> You're from Vermont. And I, I got to tell like you. good look. You know what I mean? There's like patchouli in your yogurt oh and shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, there usually is. Yeah, Vermont yeah, is a good look. I'm so happy you said that. Let the West Coast know. Yeah. <laughs> There's like maple just in your I just am maple all the time. You pretty like, much, yeah. You like touch something and it's then maple infused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much. Never heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> it's like King King Midas, but King Maple. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, that yeah. Would fucking suck. That'd be yeah. so gross. Could you imagine your yeah. ass crack would be ruined from the jump? It would just be <laughs> maple pants all the time. They don't ever talk about that aspect of the Midas story, do they? I guess I didn't really realize how much of a factor maple syrup from Vermont was until I tried for the first time not Vermont maple syrup when I was way older in life and then I was just like what is this candy that somebody melted and poured on my pancakes this is bizarre and yeah no it's a big deal it's real it's real I grew up young white trash in Bloomington, Indiana so our treats were shed spread country crock margarine (laughs) that's a treat (laughs) and uh, fucking log cabin was the shit nice I fuck with log cabin no Aunt Jemima 
Jemima didn't she was have a little the texture. Fancy. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Log okay. Cabin was a little more viscous. Mm. So for your like store-bought <laughs> house brand frozen waffles, I felt like Log Cabin was the look. Now my dad built a wood stove every morning and cooked pancakes, buckwheat pancakes, in a cast iron pot with Vermont maple syrup and lo- local butter. <laughs> Shostakovich is just issuing gently from the other room. You guys have, like, wonderfully realized emotional conversations about late-period Hegel. (laughs) Clearly. I was born in Chicago, and I think they moved to Vermont with a lot of um, ideals in which they really intended to fulfill and then did. That's why I smoke weed and eat tacos every day. Perfect. You are doing California right. Living my best life. (laughs) Living your best life. Did you ever ever drink maple syrup? Did I drink it? Like, I, my... I lived on the West Coast, but my family's from the East Coast, so that we'd go back to the East Coast and we'd get a big thing of the good maple syrup and bring it back. Yeah. But after school, I'd just chug it. Really? You just bang it like just the drunken master. That like, is like a diabetic <laughs> thing. I know. I, I think like a spoonful would be too sweet for me. <laughs> no, I remember I'd like drink it until I couldn't drink it anymore. Yeah. I was like... Pooh bear with but with the maple bear oh, with man. the maple syrup. Well, it's wow. good you had that sensor to yeah. stop you. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, yeah. <laughs> At some point. We all need wow. that. I didn't want to get caught. I didn't want to use all the maple syrup. <laughs> Just half. You're like t- touching it back up with a little bit of water. Like, <laughs> it's like log cabin, a little water for the vodka. Yeah, that shit's like really expensive. <laughs> yeah, too, it really is. Like yeah, chugging right. like that. Yeah. Tisk wow. tisk. Vermont would not be happy with you right now. I would. W- wouldn't that be that? Could be kind of like an ad for like. Yeah. <laughs> could you imagine that bump? Like the guys like. <laughs> fucking going in and then he like turns to the camera and wipes maple syrup off of his mouth. Nah. Yeah. That's a hard sell, you guys. That's yeah, that's a, hard a, sell. that's a quick sell for diabetes. So I really didn't think that this conversation between the two of you would be entirely about maple syrup. No. I thought we'd talk about the music that you make together, that you've made together and We're getting there. We'll yeah. Get there. Getting yeah. warmed up. Yeah, so yeah. uh so how like how have you how how did you meet and how do you how have you collaborated? You got this? You want me to get it? Well, sure. Yeah, we met because because our good mutual friend Matt Bogdano, who's a lovely human being and Wonderful. very talented drummer mm-hmm. and producer, was producing your second record in my studio in Brooklyn. Third. Third. Apologies. Third yeah. record. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, and then, like, you know, the usual fuckery at the beginning of a session was going on, and we just, like, it was immediate love connection. <laughs> yeah. We're like, let's take the dogs for a walk and go get some smokes. And, like, by the time we were back at the studio, we were like, talking about like heartbreak and like goals for life in general just waxing poetic immediate fast friends it was really cool we also have birthdays are two days apart so we threw a couple of joint joint ragers three leos in a room Mm -hmm. it's a lot of leos that's a good segue from my question if you want to if you want to go there but i know well i just there was one thing i just wanted to ask is are you both the kind of people who have, like you said, you just you met and then you went for a walk, and by the time time you came back, you were just in it? Are, yeah. are you are you both like that with other people, or is is one of you like maybe more of an initiator like that? I or? think we're both charismatic characters, um, and I think that's fine. But I think what was like really for me anyway, I'm just ta- I'm gonna take this one and take answer. Yeah. But for me anyway, it's like more just like as soon as we had a break from other people, we were like. Tough stuff, tough stuff. Like we tackled like all the real stuff in like like ten minutes. You're just like Jesus Christ, this is what's going on. Like uh, like you don't normally just like unload with every charismatic character mm. you meet. You know what I mean? You're just kind of like 
just go there. And I think I was like dating my guitar player in the band that we were recording in the studio, and it was a mess. And yeah, we were like breaking up like every yeah. yeah, and you were like trying to help. It was awesome. <laughs> were you dating that dude from Australia right then? I felt like you had uh, yeah. just broken up with that dude. Yeah. And then, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I had been in Australia after. for like a year and a half. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's just, it, I don't know. We just like, we chop wood yeah. Yeah. real quick. Yeah, and, and it's always been the same. We don't see each other as much anymore because we're adults who are busy. Yeah. But when we do, it's like, I still feel like we get right to the point of shit and then yeah, live I mean, there. Yeah, I think that, you know, a big part of it is like, charisma is one thing, but like it was the... Because it's, it's very different. I felt like you're a very open-hearted person. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was what resonated with the both of us so hard initially is because we, we kind of both do that. Yeah. And when you're like, I'm going to be this honest with you. <laughs> I was like, oh, sweet. Me too then. And then <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh, you're down. Okay, let's fucking do this. And then it was like, you know, Cold War honesty proliferation. Yeah. It's kind of the best. Yeah. yeah. And then in 14 minutes, we were best friends. Yeah. Cool. Well, you. The, what was what was your Leo inspired question? So, oh lord, I cheated a little bit because I was punctual, and that's a superpower apparently in the modern age. And so <laughs> I got to hear the first question, your question. Yeah. And Sorry. No, no, I was enjoying it, and as I was thinking about this, obviously that was heavy on my mind as well. And I thought of like a very intelligent way that I could like virtue signal and bring up the issues of the day all at once mm-hmm. and like make it seem like I was preparing us to have an open-hearted conversation about this shit when really I just wanted us to all fucking agree that that was fucked up and then move on. Yeah. And I realized I didn't really give a fuck about talking with you two people about that either because, like, you guys have some other interesting shit to say other than, like, that's fucked up. We agree. That's enough of that conversation. Yeah, well, that conversation's for people who don't agree because Do you know they need it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, like, had some, like, bully pulpit language for the shit that was like, what can we do to, as a country, get back to conversation, not confrontation, you know? It's like some real... <laughs> Only if you say it like that. Uh, it was just like that, you know? Yeah. And then I realized, fuck that shit. Let's talk about something that's interesting to talk about. And so I realized Thank also you. that both of you guys are believers. You're both people with rich spiritual lives and, like, studied and on some other shit. We talk about the lionine aspect, mm. that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and I am a fucking dyed-in-the-wool cynic, atheist, Bertrand Russell, all the way. So... Rather than having a conversation about something that's answerable and, like, obvious, let's talk about one of the great questions. Why do you guys believe? Okay, we just need to go ahead and clarify, because believer is a term for, like, born-again Christian. Fair enough. Right, yeah. Seeming just, like, spit, like... Why do you believe anything? So, why do you believe in anything? So, now, just... Universally. This is very, very close... To being the kind of question we don't ask because it's directed, but since you directed it at both of us, I'm gonna we're gonna just like expand that to be sort of why to believe, why believe, right? Because it's not we can't answer this question. I mean, we of the song course. is gonna answer the question. That's kind of why I thought it was but, an interesting segue as well. Yeah. One of the things that I'm trying to do from listening to it is not be such a hard ass about telling people not to ask questions that go outside of the bounds of how I think this should go. And so right. you're wonderfully pushing right up against the edge of that. So <laughs> so, why, so I, let's just leave it just like you said it. Why do you guys... Believe. Is that okay? It's, it's, guys is a unisex term? It's so it's so specific to whomever you're positing the question to, so there's no way okay. to have answer for that on the whole. Okay, so we'll just take it. Okay, sorry. But we don't have a vosotros in this language, so why do you guys believe? Okay. Why do you guys believe? And now... Y'all has been the, the most recent term in schools that, that's, that people that's are That's a trigger using. for me, man. 
Uh, Y'all. Yeah, yeah, no. Yes, everything is so hard. We're just sitting in the corner and be quiet. Exactly. Oh, intersectionality is so wonderful. Wait, hold on a second. We're going to do the music. So now it's B flat A A G C. C. Okay. So. So now to engage the pop oracle, you, Brian Bender, get to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 wheel of eight. That was a lackluster spin, but one it is. (laughs) Song number one. Oh, God. I should have paid more attention to the order. Which is... Drought. Mm. <gasps> this is good for this. Right. Do you know this song? No, not by, not by title. I'd rather wait for you to call my name. Since winter left us, love, it hasn't rained. I stood here waiting by the window. I'd rather wait for you to call my name So whatever you came here for Whatever you are here for You look for water out in the desert Look for water out in the desert Whatever you hope to be I promise that you'll be free If you look for water out in the desert Look for water out in the desert Look for you Star, baby, you wanna see your name in lies? Oh, you swore you'd be a big star, baby, but you're all dressed up with no one left to love tonight. The trees are wilting and the flowers died. Wish you could come and bring them back to. open wide So whatever you came here for Whatever you are here for You look for water out in the desert Look for water out in the desert Whatever you hope to be I promise that you'll be free If you look for water out in the desert Look for water out in the desert Look for Look for water out in the desert. Look for water out in 
desert, whatever you hope to be. I promise that you will be free if you look for water I'm in the desert. Look for water I'm in the desert. Look for you. from Myra Flynn <laughs> the answer to Brian Bender's question why do you guys believe mm. and uh, <laughs> so oh, Lord. so let's well let's yeah let's dig into this so tell us a little bit about the background of that song Myra yeah well first of um, all I can't yeah. even believe your vo- like this is happening in the room like I know we we're gonna mix this, and but I'm telling you that I'm there's no I'm not putting anything on that voice that happened <laughs> just now in that room in this room I I am uh, f- Brian you that happened right here this is why I told you guys you need to fuck with each other I can't even Thank believe you. the sounds that were coming out of like you're mm. if, yeah Thank I'm you. so beautiful so that's why I kept myself I wanted to have this reaction. <laughs> Oh, damn. That's amazing. That's like, yeah, that's a really good reaction. Thank yeah. you. Thanks and thanks you for You can't see the That's part of why I believe. Blushing. I'm blushing yeah. super hard, yeah. yeah. I don't know how to take a single compliment without being sarcastic and witty afterwards. No. So tell us a little bit about that song. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's cool. I had this like really long period... Um, you know, I lived in Vermont for a very long time, which I trumpet. But to be honest, in most of my adult life, I've been in cities. So I lived, you know, I went to college outside of Philly. I lived in New, in New York for six years, um, Australia for a year and a half. And now I've been out here in L.A. for nearly five. I still rep Vermont super hard and I go back and I play there often. Um, and a huge thing about, I'd say, New England or the East Coast in general is this like training to be like the West Coast is just very plastic and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's got like this like 1987 yeah. like picture of uh, what it's like out here in L.A. And I'm like, no, but it's just more cool kids like us. And they're like, right. no, it's not. It's the devil. I'm like, well, then just yeah. like don't go to Beverly Hills and exactly. you'll be fine. Um, so... I wrote this song in a response to a lot of people asking me, like, I literally have people come up to me at shows in Vermont and be like, I heard you moved to L.A. I can't stand it there. I can barely breathe. The air is awful. Why did you go there? Blah, blah, blah. And, like, at first I'd be really polite about it and be like, yeah, no, it's it's a different thing and it's tough and and blah, blah, blah. But then, like, now, like, I just get tired at the end of the night and I'm just like, you don't have to live there. So that's an answer. Um, Yeah, but... Uh, I think in general, like, uh, when it comes to believing and things like that, my dad always said, like, I believe in the mystery of it all. And it got me really thinking about fame and this idea behind it. And it got me thinking a lot about L.A. And it got me thinking a lot about the people who have really struggled with fame out here and have been left homeless and carless and, you know, full of 
plastic and walking along the side, and that ugly part does exist here as well, and and why people keep coming out here and why we traveled west in the first place to search for, like, gold and freedom and, you know, genocide and whatever we've done and, like, the whole thing. And so I wrote drought. It's kind of a it's, – it's not funny. It wasn't funny when we were still in this, like, horrific drought because I would sing this in California and people would be like, that's not very funny. Oh, no. they, yeah, they were like, that's not funny. <laughs> but it meant to be, like, the drought that goes on within sure. when trying to only search for fame. Mm-hmm. Um and then to say, you know, what, wherever you're at, you know, you look for water in the desert. Like, wherever you're at, you search for the things that you need when you don't, you know, you just, you're squeezing that out of a cactus somehow, you know, no matter what you're doing. And it's just, it's this weird song that I'm still trying to work out in a lot of ways, like, how exactly I mean it. It's meant to poke fun at fame. It's also meant to encourage people to not be afraid of chasing something vast and wild and something that they don't understand. It's also meant to, uh, you know kind of relate the people here to the extreme uh, weather and, you know, the significance of the drought as well and kind of just like you're going to run out of this steam in some ways. Um, and, you know, the last line in the chorus, you're all dressed up with no one left to love tonight, you know, also to, to have this this extreme recognition of how lonely it can be, you know, water, water everywhere and not a drop to drink kind of thing. Mm. So I don't really know if there's an answer in there for anyone, but it covers a lot, that song. Yeah, I mean, I think if you pull back even, like, one one step further, right, like, you're kind of speaking towards the totality of the human experience Exactly, as well, right? exactly, like, yeah. It becomes, like, this existentialist cup. As yeah. Like, All right, well, I guess I have sentience. What the fuck now? Yeah, you know what I mean? totally. I just don't know how much, like, how people put because I've traveled so much, so maybe I'm just a moron. I don't really know how people put so much, like, um, energy into their geography. Mm. Or I don't even know if energy is the right word, but, like, so much... Self-identity. Identity yeah. into mm. their geography. I mean, in New York, I can get that, because you kind of can't get off the island in some ways. Yeah. So it's like, sit well, down, shut up, and, and you know... And you have, and to, like justi- this. You have to justify and it And you do, yourself. you do. You're like, oh, yeah. well, that, like, you know, person's pooping in the corner of the subway, but I love this city. So, like, you do a lot of that. Dude. Yeah. I mean, our downstairs neighbor in Brooklyn, we had a great, like, the quintessence of, like, an illegal warehouse law right in Sunset Park in this kind of fucking rugged neighborhood which is now so bougie there's an ABC carpet and home obviously because it's, it's just mind blowing <coughs> how, how much it changes it's right. disorienting there now yeah. so when I moved to that neighborhood there was the, the best amenities there was a Costco and there was a there was a full nude titty bar like a cabaret <laughs> is the word the euphemism in the New York penal system in I the, just in love the legal titty code. just came out yeah, I think the titty bar is the best name for that because it's a little bit offensive and I kind of like that for some reason okay. um, so there was a full nude cabaret no virtual that, signaling here <laughs> oh man don't fucking take yourself so seriously you know not you the Vosotros again just yeah. like um, the titties just like the titties you know <laughs> it's most favorited Yelp review at this titty bar was that um, that you could go to Costco go and get a chicken and they would like let you take the chicken <laughs> and the titty bar <laughs> I'm straight up serious and like it was a cabaret it was Buzzer. so hood no? and like the, our downstairs neighbor was a halal butcher so there was an eight yard container full of, full of blood on the block every week I'm not even kidding and our house our home in Atwater was a lateral financial move from that you know so you have to justify it I just it. died so well Let's let's think let's think of this question. The question of why do you believe? Mm. So I it, it's one of those things where um I one of the things I I, I say <coughs> from time to time is that uh, that language is evil because evil can on, uh, can only exist in language. Like without language we wouldn't 
without being able to call something evil, we wouldn't that concept wouldn't exist. And I feel like it's the same way when we're talking about beliefs. I don't even know if I have belief in the, like here's an example. I don't I don't like doing yoga, but I do yoga because afterwards I feel better. Mm. So I have I believe that if I do yoga, it'll make me feel better. That's I, not really a belief, though. Well, just to, it, but in the just same, to check in the, that. in the same, fact, yeah, but in yeah. the same sense of like, why do I believe that synchronicity works? Yeah. Why do I, because we're three fire signs and the first two songs have been about water. <laughs> and there's balance that expresses itself in the universe if you just allow it to. You know, like I believe, I, I have belief in that the next song I write is going to be as good as any song I've ever written because every song I've ever written has been as good as. As good as it, the last, as like I don't get worse. I just keep doing either the same or better. And at the time, it feels like the best one. And I never know how I do it. Mm. I'm not. I've been doing it my whole life, and so. But it's that kind of thing. Is like I have belief in things because in doing them, certain things happen. And then I have. I would say I have more like I have faith in certain things, and I have belief. Sure. Yeah. You know, and but the faith comes not from because like. Someone told me something was going to happen, and now I, I have faith in it. It's because I do it over and over again, and if I do this thing over and over again, I get the same thing over and over again. It's like I have faith in science. I have faith in music. I have faith in synchronicity because all of these things keep delivering the, delivering on, them, on the promise of themselves. So first of all, there was just that wonderful watery thing. And I also think that uh, there's, this, there's that uh, saying of like faith like water instead of like fire. Like how the Buddhist idea of just every day, you know, wash, do you, yeah, <laughs> chop, chop wood, wood, carry water, carry water yeah. clean your bowl, yeah. do the daily things. Mm-hmm. Or as they might be giants that do the dumb thing you got to do, touch the puppet head. But whatever it is like that there is. Uh, so I heard that in it. And then obviously there's all kinds of spiritual references in this, like finding water in the desert. Yeah, look for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So all of those things sort of clued into that. Yeah. Um, and I would be, and, and this is where I say, going back to the language, I would imagine that the experience that I have that I describe as faith, you have similar experiences. You go into the studio not knowing what's going to happen and something magical happens and you believe that if you are in the studio with a great artist and you don't have ideas, the ideas will come, Right. Well, yeah, but Chuck Close has a great quote about that. He said, an amateur waits for inspiration. You get up and you do the work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And right. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that I would place that. Like, also, maybe I'm, I'm – I want to back up for one second. One of the reasons that I also like this question is because it specifically is a question that doesn't have a right answer. Yeah. And so much of the cultural collective conversation is about moral turpitude and uprightness. Right. And these things that we feel like have an answer. Right. So this is interesting because mm. it's just a conversation. But that's you know? why people really, that's where they go wrong, though, and they really mess up the whole fucking thing. Exactly. Is thinking that there is an answer. And my dad said, um, when it came to religion growing up, he would just say, I believe in the mystery of it all. Right. So, like, for me, like, atheists, and I don't know how to lump you in with that because I don't know how you— fucking wall. Yeah, well— Super duper. Yeah, but, like, there's also, like, atheists of America that go and, like, march on Washington Square regularly. And to me, I'm like, that is, like—like, I don't like my religion like that, and I don't like my anti-religion like that. It's too much religion. (laughs) It's way too organized. It's way too much effort. Dogma is really what gets me down, yeah. Yeah, I kind of just—and it's such a case-by-case basis, too. I like to really see people—like, when my mom—my mom had some— pretty severe cancer growing 
up and she had this shawl that she would like send around to the churches and people would bless and she'd wrap herself in it at night and she felt better. Like I'm not going to tell that woman in that moment, like not to, you know? And so like, it, it is like a thing, but I totally get that it's been ruined. But I'd say the only belief I really have is, is in, um, is in like symmetry, and like whatever upholds your corners. I don't know if you've heard of this like this uh theory of whatever holds up your frame, mm. what holds the frame for you. And I think everybody's different. But for me, like symmetry for me and like what holds up my framework is like uh a little bit of magic is in one of those corners mm-hmm. as well. Because I think what is it that Quincy Jones said? Get a leave room for leave room for leave room for god in every song or something like that mm-hmm. and i've never thought of it as god i just always thought like leave room for mystery you know yep. just leave yeah, some room for that don't make a freaking business plan out of it like you know like i think like playing the lottery daily is not like a great business sure. plan you sure. know but i think like leaving room for it means for some people maybe this is an, an issue for you which is maybe why this is a question for you at all is that for some people like myself i can attack something with the knowing so fucking hard right. that I can strangle it right down to being exactly what I woke up thinking it was going to be and maybe it could have been better sure. and I've learned that lesson a couple times so I just leave I just leave like some room sometimes for mystery but just a little you and I are very alike in that way and that we're both like big intellectuals about the things that we <laughs> endeavor to do yeah but you know I, I've realized this about myself in the last several years of doing doing the thing that I do, which is that it's one of the very few times in my life that I don't over-intellectualize shit. Mm. When I'm mixing, when I'm writing, when I'm producing, I'm just like, But that's like your mystery. Well, see, but this is a perfect segue (laughs) to the larger question that that was underpinning this, which is that one of the things that I find so inscrutable, and I think why I fly the atheist flag, although this question, I think, tends more towards agnosticism, which is why, like, it's just so... It's so emblematic of the human condition that we all collectively have, like, acknowledged a mystery and then feel like we can explain it. That's oh. the part of all well, religion. Well, I don't feel that, yeah. Well, but yeah. you know what I'm I know what you mean, though. Like, yeah, no, people... The thing is that the people that fuck it up, though, it's like, you know, I, I, I worry about atheists in some ways because you're only talking about those people that fuck it up. There's this whole myriad of people who just, like, don't fuck it up, too, who are just well, like... Yeah, fair enough. It's a small group. I'm not saying that like the 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 big fight shouldn't rage on because religion's ruining a lot in this fair world. Enough. But I do think like it tends to. It's like it, there's all this gray area. Here's a here's a like again. There's no right answer for this. But one of the ways in which I see religion being an accidentally and like subtly divisive thing mm. is in like microgrouping. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, For totally. example, my, my, I grew up, my grandparents were Pentecostal. They were born again Pentecostal and shit. Mm-hmm. So I grew up and it was like, here's a Gideon Bible for birthday again. Yeah. You fucking little fucking weed smoking <laughs> punk. Please read it again. <laughs> oh, which, God. of course, I read the Bible. Um, but, yeah, like it was, you know, it was her demographic. It was all like old white people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, oh, that speaks of trauma to me, like, in a massive way, which, like, the Catholic religion society, did that. Yeah, no, totally. Know? It's a, No, it's been horrible. I was one of the first altar girls in America. I, I, I didn't You're know welcome for what that, that little... What do you mean? Yikes. What does that mean? You're one of the first altar girls? <laughs> girls. In a... Girls oh. allowed to be an, an altar boy. Swinging that incense. Got it. Yeah. Well, right on. Help, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know. What, am I supposed to say I'm congratulations or I'm sorry? No, it's just it's a little it's a little like it's a, it's a you should 
I'm going to say you're welcome because yeah. it's a little it's a little tidbit for you to like really chew on because like I just mean like yeah no it's it's really fucked up but right. I also think like there's so many people at least in my age group or our age group who are very like quick to be anti it and I just I like to leave room for just like not you know no judgment I'm not saying you're doing that but I'm saying I try my best anyway if religion is keeping some people safe and and happy and not crazy then like I want them to have that Um, but for me I believe in the mystery of it all Yeah, (laughs) and I can't explain the mystery so I write songs about it yeah (laughs) well I like like the way you said that symmetry yeah symmetry is what keeps you what keeps your corners held up what I'm gonna and uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up soon but where does that come from you said that that is this thing that's going around it's a theory called building the frame and holding the frame and it's technically horribly for single women trying to figure out the the corners of their framework that keep their house afloat and how to navigate what they would like in a partner in order to figure out what holds the frame but it's it's better applied for for life so what like what what would that like what's an example of holding up the frame like for me like partner friend foe whoever is around me uh you need to have uh, no hate, no no hate speech. No, like I won't. You know, we're not friends. Right. It, right. You know, we got nothing right. in common. Right. Nothing. Smoked fish. Yeah. <laughs> Smoked fish might be part of my frame. <laughs> Definitely. Well, no, but I would say the ability to celebrate, right. celebration, not yeah, necessarily right. fun, but celebration, celebration is a very big thing for me. Um, I would say sex, big one for me. Um, for yourselves as well. I think I've picked out a lot of people in my life who have, yeah, and James <laughs> who have a lot of sex. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know what you all do, but like, I think that that's something that I can feel in, in fire from people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being in, in touch with being self-aware with your body and stuff like that, that all comes in the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think probably soulfulness um, on some level, which... on Like musically or just in general, like approaching no. life soulfully? I mean, hopefully if you're a musician, there's yeah. some soul behind it in some <laughs> one way or another. But, <laughs> um, but no, soulfulness, like there's just like a compassion, a kindness, an open-heartedness that comes with you to me that is like being so a soulful person um and and then what a little bit of mystery there's my house yeah excellent okay cool i'm just i think that's a i, I like to share when someone offers some new way of uh, perceiving life i like to make sure that we go explain it so the listeners can maybe follow you know yeah. Build their, find their own. Find their own frame. Find their own frame. Or not. I'll Either definitely have, be like, thinking about it now. Avoid. I have all kinds of ideas, you know, so. Yeah. That, so I'd like to, I wonder what my, I wonder what my, what holds my frame up. I wonder if my frame is actually up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm slouching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of it's just another word for a list. Yeah. Isn't right. it? <laughs> but, and, and, well, and. It's just another word <laughs> for, for a list, list of things to do. <laughs> shit to accomplish and don't mess it up well just intentions uh, you know creating intentions, intentions yeah. and drawing the things creating the, the world that you want to live in totally that's right. beautiful yeah that's why that's a reason to believe yeah is it working do you feel like for you like i don't like count my frame corners i think they've just come to light with me as i've become an adult and they've rarely changed i mean some people might call them values right. so like yeah my values have been working for me but it's also been really hard, right? Of course, like I've got people in my life that are like, 
oh, I just don't like like Asian people or whatever. And I'm like, okay, I guess. You have a single I, well, no, I mean not like. really, but I mean I've come across uh, them uh, uh, where you're surprised every right. once in a while, sure. where you're just like, what the hell did you know? Did yeah. you just say? Sure. And then you kind of have to instead of what I want to do, which is like, well, first get Jerry Springer on them, and then also just detach because I'm much better at not being friends with you at that point if you're going to just like mm-hmm. say hurtful shit like that. Um, and then also to as an adult to sit and be like, let's just talk about it, and then like find out their own trauma and whatever and then maybe change some lives and like do I want to have a teachable moment is my responsibility to do it maybe I'm on my period I don't fucking feel like doing it you should just be a better person and go read a book right so um you know it's working but there are variables called life so I do my best to curate my life in the best way that I know how wonderful well Brian oh no I was just gonna say it's interesting as I've been getting a little older, I feel like I see my ego in the third person a little bit better. You know mm. what I mean when I say that? Yeah. I think so, but what does that mean for you? Just like I'm able to kind of understand my own bullshit just a little bit fucking better and, like, understand why I'm like, well, you know how you need to do that is because of X reasons or mm. why, whatever. You know what I mean? So as I'm getting to, like, fucking just be a little bit more realized in that way, I feel less and less responsible for other people. Yeah. But, uh, you know, especially— Which is hard for you. It's hard for me, and especially yeah. in the world we're living in, when you when you feel like, wait a minute, maybe I do have an idea about how the fucking way shit should work. You feel like you want to chime in a little yeah. bit, but like, hey, nobody wants to hear what the fuck I'm talking about yeah. right now. I'm just yeah. listening, man, you know? Well, I did a, an exercise recently at a teaching program for Governor's Institute of the Arts where they had us in orientation sit with another teaching artist. And that person had to tell you about a problem that was going on in their life for 10 solid minutes. That's terrifying. And you could interrupt by minute five. But only to say something that encouraged them to continue speaking. Right. So no advice. Right. And no, like, I'm going to pretend I'm not giving advice, but I am. There was no way. You couldn't be like, well, have you considered? That's still advice. Yeah, exactly. You had to literally be like, so what's next? Right. After that. Right. And then sit for five. And you just squirm. I feel like, especially as a Leo, not that I put too much faith in that but especially as people who are these like gregarious fixtures who you're a papa i'm a mama i'm not sure if you are but people come to us i think our friend group does for like advice and you know for us to talk to and so it's really hard to kill that instinct that's right when you're like a massive over intellectualizer you can be like i see your problem from these beautiful mind angles yeah here's the calculus (laughs) you're missing just go take a bath and like that's the easy answer you know what i mean but it's not the lesson but it's intrinsically condescending to tell someone what the fuck to do with their life then we're just assholes yeah then yeah third person ego vision we should really sit and think about what we've done i'm trying (laughs) trying to smell what i did (laughs) there are so many places i would like to go with this but we have to we have we have other guests who are are lining up but wow i just uh if the (laughs) listeners who listen to this show will hear or maybe you're being like why isn't he bringing up co-counseling here they're just talking about co-counseling and why is he bringing up recognize de-escalate decode because that's something but i say go back to the old episodes i've said it all i don't need i'm going to take brian's reflection of knowing himself and say yeah you know you don't need to contribute here other than to wrap this up which is what i got to do as the host so thank you for coming back brian you know being so close we might be calling i might be calling you just on the spur of the moment this week if we have a dropout man have you back i can be your andy richter oh i love it i can guffaw on command (laughs) thanks for listening to radio eight ball 
If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave